Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be exceedingly glad therein, because today is another day of promise. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast, and and we're coming to you live. I'm coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, and I have two and I have two of my guests on the line today, and we're going to talk about some subjects that are hot and heavy today. So 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 we want to bring this back to the Word of God. We don't heard what the media got to say about it. We don't heard what all the radio talk shows are saying about it. But today we're going to talk about what thus says the Lord about these things and these issues that we're having. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Uh, I'm going to go into a word of prayer, and then I'm going to ask my guests to come in and introduce themselves. Father God, we thank you for this day. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to bring forth your word. Father God, we ask that you touch the hearts and touch the minds of all of those that are listening. Father God, we pray that you lead and guide those that will, that will find this message online. Father God, we pray right now that you open up the hearts and minds of men and women that they may receive your word. Father God, we give you all the honor. Father God, we give you all the glory. And Father God, we give you all the praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, Yahshua, your son, we pray. Amen. And thank God. Well, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. And I got Miss April on the line. And I got my longtime, my longtime friend in the ministry, uh, Miss Latasha Holden on the line. So, so. So, April, we're going to start with you since you're in Maryland, since you're in D.C., and uh, and then, uh, Latasha, we'll go ahead and, and go with you. Hi. Good morning. Well, good afternoon. I'm April Bell, and I am in the metropolitan area in Maryland, the Washington, D.C., Virginia area. Uh, I am an advocate for domestic violence. All right. Uh, I've been an advocate uh, going on about 16 years now. I don't consider myself a uh, survivor of domestic violence, but I consider myself a conqueror of domestic violence. I've been out all right, years. All right. Um, mm-hmm. So I go out and speak to not only the, the women, but the men and the children in the community to educate them um, on domestic violence because, um, you know, hopefully everyone is aware that domestic violence just isn't physical. Um, there are different signs and different um aspects of domestic violence, and we can talk about that in a little bit. Um, I am a um, member of Reed Temple AME, where the Reverend Dr. Lee P. Washington is my pastor, and Reverend uh, Matthew Watley is the executive minister, and I go to the North location. I am, I'm in the choir, and I'm also a greeter, and so I am like, you know, I try to 
live my life as Christ did as a servant. He came to serve, not to be served. And, and that's what I'm doing um, by trying to educate those um, in the community about domestic violence. We have so much going on um, right now with the R. Kelly incident, the other incident with a young lady in the club, um, and even those that aren't even um, discussed. So many other women are going through, um, as we speak, uh, sexual and domestic violence, date rape, um, stalking. There's just so many different areas um, of domestic violence and where women and men um, are violated. So hopefully we can touch on a little bit of that today. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if I can just, if we can just help one person um, not to experience some of the things I have experienced. Um, I have been um, involved in date rape as well as a rape. Um, So I can speak on a lot of different topics with domestic violence. Um, So prayerfully, um, God will get the glory, and he can use me as a vessel today. All right. Minister Latasha, come on, my sister. How are you doing today? Oh, my goodness. Nice to hear your voice. Um, I'm doing well. Um, For the people that don't know me, I'm Dr. Latasha Holden. Uh, I'm an advocate for change, mostly change for the black community to have a different mindset. I believe that if the black family is not strong, then we have weak communities. So as my story has been continuing to inspire people around the world, um, people know me, some know and some are learning that God has used me in such a way where in the last 10 years I went from being homeless in the streets of Atlanta with six children to a political candidate in the 2017 election here in Atlanta, from a GD to a doctor degree and an author. So I've been mm-hmm. a community advocate ever since. Um, I think about some years ago, um, Reverend Gant, where I speak out on different issues that affect our people. So I recently started my business, Three Elements, Inc., in September of last year, where I made a vow to God. I said, God, if you bring me out of homelessness and hopelessness, I'll go back and fight for your people. Hey. Yeah, you know, because a lot of times when God brings us out, we forget that it's not about us. And so that's what led me to run for political office in 2017. And I started my business. So now I can travel the world doing motivation speaking and also doing workshops and trainings so I can go get my brothers and sisters who are still lost. Okay, okay. Well, well, y'all, you know, this. Can you, can you hear me well? Yes. Okay. Look, I, you know, I, I was trying to get this. I was trying to get all the ladies on the line, and and um, and, 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 and 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 Sister April, you know, you know, we're gonna have to set this up for the next show. Uh, uh, I guess not next next month. We can probably do it next weekend, uh, next Saturday, if we could, but. But we, I wanted to feature the ladies, and and I was asking I was asking for for your daughter, uh, Ms. Latasha, to come on and get a young a young person's perspective. We weren't able to get all the women on the line today, so we're gonna have to set that up for a future show uh, where we can talk about these issues. Okay, the nightclub issue in Atlanta. Okay, this girl goes out for her birthday. All right. And, and 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 she goes out. She goes out, and they describe her having on no panties, no bras, uh, short mini skirt, 
and she twerking and bouncing on the floor and everybody's seeing her behind and all this stuff is going on. And, and, and somehow in the process of that, she's with a young man that she gets uh, basically date raped on the, on the dance floor. Okay. Well, my son was telling me, well, dad, that ain't nothing new. I mean, they, you know, in the club nowadays, they do all kind of stuff like that. And, and, and it kind of shocked me because it, 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 it really made, it really made the press. And then we had an incident where a young 15-year-old girl was dating an older guy, a little bit older than her, and, and she was shot to death while they were playing with guns and, and, and having some kind of uh, problems with their affair. Now, now, I mean, she leave home and she don't come back. Then, then of course we got the we got the the stuff with the like you were saying with the R. Kelly thing, and then we have the we have the uh, the stuff with the with the Bill Cosby thing going back twenty years or so, getting some things on him and destroying him, and then now we got the thing with Michael Jackson where they're talking about these things. So I'm gonna let y'all ladies dive in here and and uh, and, and 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 deal with this, but I'm gonna go to Proverbs. Uh, I'm going to, before we do that, I'm going to go to Proverbs uh, 31, and I'm going to begin reading at the at the uh, fourth verse, where it says, "It is not for kings, O Lamuel; it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink." Okay, I, I want to ask you all about that question. I mean, this young lady was out in the club celebrating her birthday and knocking back drinks. And they say somebody might have put something in one of her drinks because I know, I know, I know my mother, you know, I was her only son. Okay. But, but she raised up a whole lot, a whole lot of my cousins and a lot of young ladies in the neighborhood. And she always told them, if you leave a drink on the table, you do not go back to that drink. You, you might as well not even go back to that drink because you don't know what somebody could have put in there, what could have happened, whatever, whatever. And and I wanted to get y'all opinion about that. Women getting intoxicated out in the club, out in the public, or out with a man. I mean, what do y'all tell y'all daughters? And I, and well, I guess we go ahead. Well, for me, you know, I, I believe, number one, um, we first have to, it starts at home. I think that we, if we would start talking to our young women, our young ladies, our daughters um, early um, to educate and, as the young people say, school them prior to them going out in the world. You know, these young kids are going to do what they want to do, but as long as we have given them the information, they can say, they can't say they didn't know. Um, well, what is your rule? I mean, well, well, tell us who you are for introduce yourself. Okay, when y'all come on the air, introduce yourself and then okay. go into I'm your I'm April, and I do have a, I have a, uh, my daughter will be 30 tomorrow, and I also have a 22-year-old son. And so, you know, even before they hit 21, when they go to these house parties and they go to the after-school dances and, you know, people spike drinks and things, you know, I inform them of the liability on getting drunk 
and um, people putting things in your drink. It doesn't have to be at a club. It can be at somebody's house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it, could be, it could be at a restaurant. You can leave your drink at a restaurant and be sitting with a bunch of friends and someone pops a pill in your drink. So, again, you just have to be mindful. Uh, it's, it's sad, you know, that we have to look out for that, that we can't even sit with amongst our friends and, and you know, and go to the restroom or go back to the salad bar and, and leave our drink. But, again, we have to start at home. Uh, we can't rely on our, the teachers and pastors teach and educate, you know, and raise our children. It says raise up a child and the way they should go. So if we're not teaching our, our young ladies and our young men how to be responsible and what to look out for, then they go out into the world blind. Now, this young uh-huh. lady, this young lady, she, she made a, a, a conscious choice to go out with no underclothes on. She decided to go out and take take several drinks as I saw. I saw the video, so I'm not just speaking on something that I heard of. I actually sat and watched the, the long video and, and looked at her behavior. Um, uh-huh. And so this was a choice this young lady made. She even videoed. She would video. She videoed it live. Uh-huh. Live as, as it was happening to her. Um, again, I can't say that this, this, young, <laughs> this young woman was or she did not get date raped. I know that I, I didn't see her or hear her say stop. I didn't hear or say her or hear her call out for help. Um, I know that she, you know, they say, you know, it's alleged that someone put something in her drink, but she kept, she continued to party. I did hear her say stop it a couple of times, but I didn't hear her call out for help. You're in a club with hundreds of people around. People are watching, probably videoing, but I, I believe that if she had a call out for help, someone would have helped her and apprehended um, this, this, this person. So, you know, I don't. I haven't heard of those things happening in this area, but from my understanding, it does happen in other clubs. Makes no sense to me. But you know, if this is the if, if this is the norm, then I feel sorry. You know, for these young ladies who are going out just to have a good time. No, I don't recommend going out and drinking and getting intoxicated. Not at all. For 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 legal purposes and driving for your own safety. It's not a good look. It's not a good look for any lady to be out, uh, one, with no underclothes on, two, drinking and twerking and doing those types of things. But, you know, again, we have to we have to be talking to our young ladies. We have to be Naomi. We have to be Ruth. We have to be, we have to be an, an example and, and not judge these young ladies. We look at the young ladies that come in church. How many of us women ministers just – Elders are going to these young ladies in love and and telling them that's not appropriate. I'm okay. happy that they come to church, but and again, right. as they continue to come, as we are loving on them as other women and showing them as an example. Right now, their example is Beyonce and Cardi B, because that's what they're looking mm-hmm. at as their role models. Because you know, unfortunately, you know, Ms. you know, Miss Obama is not popular. You know, some of the other positive are not popular. What's popular is this mess in the world. But we have to come to these young ladies in love and show them, you know, that this is not appropriate and tell them why. Not just, hey, don't do this, but tell them why it's not appropriate and what could happen and how other men can view them if this is how they dress and if this is how they act. Nine times out of ten, and I think the Reverend, she would agree, most of them is peer pressure, and they're just doing what everybody else is doing. 
and yeah. I'll leave it. I'll leave it right there. Um, okay. Piggyback off. Yeah, piggyback off a couple of things. Um, since April was, Sam. First, you know, I do a lot of meditation and reading, and for me to be a mother of three daughters and three sons, and um, one of the things I realized why my kids have become as successful leaders. Although we grew up, you know, low income, poverty, homeless. I was a high school dropout. Um, four kids by 22. But I think the thing what my children have told me, what kids are tired of being um, preached at, so to speak. One thing my oldest son told me, he just retired after about 11 years in the Marines. He said, Mother, although we were homeless, the things you told us not to do, you exemplified. It's like you didn't say do one thing, don't, don't do it, and you did something else. Now, my heart go out to the young people because let me, I'm just going to be honest. We cannot really be upset with our young people when we are rallying behind. And I'm saying we as a community, uh, social media, you got, like she said, the Cardi B. I mean, they're getting famous. Let's just, let's just, we're not 20 years ago where hard work, um, having morals and standards uh, was accepted. Now you can be, I mean, every time I turn on social media, if it's not so young lady twerking and, and hello, you broke up. I, I, sounds like you broke up. Oh, okay. I, okay. I mean, it, as we see, Reverend Grant, that is the thing now. Twerking every time. I mean, grown women from from little from little teenagers to to young adults to grown women. Elementary You know, it, it's about your body. You know, it, it's about if you don't have your boobs halfway popped out. It's about getting a butt shot. It's, just, it's about now that if you don't look a certain way. So young girls are seeing where these people are getting rich. These people drive a nice car. They don't see the Felicia Rashad, who is my personal mentor. She don't know it, but she has. I made her my mentor when we were homeless. But you don't have a Felicia Rashad, the Debbie Allen, the 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 you know like the Michelle Obama. You don't really have that more dominant in our community where the young girls can see. So my heart, you know, if, I, I can be honest. If it were us in this day and time, it's easy to say what we wouldn't do. But if it was us in this damn time and we're seeing on TV that Cardi B and all these, you know, Pepsi, she just got a Pepsi commercial and, 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 and this, and you can twerk and you can do this, we don't know. It's, it's easy to say what you won't do if you're not in that situation. Like when I was mm-hmm. homeless, it's easy to say, well, you know, what you won't do. I'm just going to keep It's easy to say what you won't do. I'm an ordained pastor. I love God with everything in me. I gave my kids only one thing I had to give them when we was homeless. I didn't have any money, you know, okay? I, I didn't have, we didn't have the material things. We was homeless for two years. You, you, you know the story, Reverend Gant. When I rode in college, we was living in a border house in squatters. So, so for, for, for me, the only thing I had to give my children was to love them unconditionally. Okay. And to, mo- and to model for them the behavior that I felt would lead them into become, you know, young men and young women who have standards. But it one it it's just yeah, easy I, like like she said, it just it's just kinda easy to say, you know, the young girl for the video. My take on that, I agree with April. Um 
the young lady didn't really seem in distress. Maybe sometimes once we realize I just certain things were caught on live. You know how you can do something nobody know about? Yeah. Well, well let me let me interject. Let me interject, uh, Mr. Natasha, because they have they have gotten the police have gotten a whole lot of video now of that okay. incident, right? Mm-hmm. And there is a video that's out now where she had the thing in her hand live, mm-hmm. okay? And he and he escorted her. He he was saying in his story that he escorted her back to sit down when she had passed out. Mm-hmm. And he actually took her to a dark place, dark hallway in the club, and the video camera was still going, showing her private parts, mm-hmm. showing her, and it, sh- and it actually showed him, you know, trying to, you know, trying to do something with her, and she was, and she was uh, screaming out, and she was, but he had her separated from the, separated in a dark place. That's what, that's where he had her. And, 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 you know, and I guess when the police looked at all of that, that's why they went on and made the arrest because if a woman is, okay, okay, in Proverbs 31, it was saying, it was saying, I'm going to go back and finish that, where it was saying mm-hmm. that it's not for kings to, to give strong drink, but that fifth verse say, least they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Okay, it said give strong drink to him. Who is who is ready to perish? Okay, the word of God is saying that 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 we don't supposed to be out here. We 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 don't supposed to be give. We don't supposed to be out here getting drunk. Okay, it didn't say nothing about not drinking or anything like that. But the but the sin is an overindulging, and we know that because when you when you when you overindulge in anything, you know you you're not yourself. So 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 you know by the fact that. That she was me being from law enforcement, my major with criminal mm-hmm. justice. I know that that if she's intoxicated, if the lady is intoxicated, mm-hmm. you know she's not in her right state of mind. Exactly. So, so she could change her mind at any time, and if she says no or if she says stop one time, that's it. According to the letter of the law, you have to stop. And I and I agree with you. Yeah, I didn't see the video. The one I saw, like April said, she didn't see the video where she was um, was taken to the back room. Of, I mean, right. back a dark place. Yeah, but she was um, out of it though. I mean, I mean, you saw the video. She was out of it, y'all. I mean, she was limped over, like out of it. Well, she was out. No, she was out of it, but she was also still more. She was coherent enough to keep that uh, phone in her hand, and she was partying. Um, so at that point. You can say she was. You can just say she was intoxicated and she was having a good time. And and I agree with you. You know, law, whether it be a law or not, no means no. Stop means stop. And because I was in a situation where um, I was, you know, I knew the gentleman. I won't even call him a gentleman. I knew the man, um, and we dated ten years prior to the incident. Um, I was helping him, believe it or not, with his wife birthday party because I was a uh, event coordinator uh, for an establishment and I was taking his taking his deposit for the venue um, and because he sold me my car um, and, it, and lived in the, I lived in the area where he worked he asked could he drop the deposit by so he wouldn't have to come out because it was like an hour drive well we dated 10 years ago we were cordial he sold me my car so I thought it was okay he didn't come in 
on the first the first time I met him at the car outside. Second time mm-hmm. he came by, um, he had a, a, a sheet size cake and balloons. I told him put the balloons in the car, but because it was in July, I said, hey, and just leave the deposit downstairs. I didn't even come down the steps um, to make contact with the person. And so he left the money, he left the cake, and then I heard him coming up my stairs. And in my doorway, I said, well, why are you coming up the stairs? And his comment was, because I'm effing you today. I, I thought it was a joke. I said, okay, yeah, no, you need to go back down the stairs. Long story short, he picked me up underneath of my arms, threw me on my bed, and thought he was going to um, have sex with me. I started fighting him the best I could. I reached for my cell phone, and at that point, he got up and ran out the house. I called mm. the police. I um, took I pressed charges, but because, and hear me, ladies, because the police didn't do their job, they arrested him before they did an investigation. The charges were dropped because the police didn't do their job. And on, a, on a sexual assault, they have to investigate prior to making an arrest. So anyway, the state, I had a wonderful uh, state's attorney, and she said, you know, we can't get him on a sexual assault, but we can get him on um, second-degree assault because he picked you up and he threw you. Well, we went to court. He was found guilty. He ended up uh, doing a year in jail, and he also had to sign up for the sex offender. So, again, that's just a lesson learned. Me trying to help someone who I caught with my friend. I, I almost got raped because I was being nice and not really doing my job. I should have took the payment at work where there were cameras and other people and security around versus trying to help someone. But regardless of that, no meant no. I said no. I said get up, and I said it several yeah. times. Um, and so, ladies, if you get yourself okay, in that okay, position. Okay, April, let me let me jump in here. Okay, when, when, you, when, you, are, when you are, you know, affectionate with somebody or when you when you're talking to someone being nice and this and, and Mr. Latasha, I know you can help me with this. You know, okay, when you're having like a friendship kind of relationship with somebody and then when it goes overboard, I mean I mean, what do we tell our daughters to do? I mean, what what do you do? Because I mean, you know, you know, some men take things the wrong way. They think that they may be thinking, yeah, because she uh let me call her. She let me, uh, you know, get in contact with her. Maybe she's interested in me, and then they well, go Well, there was far. no other contact other than a, a business relationship when he No, 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 call. I'm not talking about, no, I'm not talking about that incident. I'm talking about, you know, in general, as, as, as dealing with men on a daily day basis, you know, when they go overboard, you know, how do we deal with that? Well, I mean, you still, you have to set boundaries. You know, and boundaries were was was even established here because it was a business relationship. We were cordial. You know, if I saw him at the dealership when I wanted to take the car in for an oil change or get a car wash, you know, I would speak. But you know, it's it's cordial. And I think you know, even when we break up or 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 end a relationship with a man or vice versa, a man ends a relationship with a woman, you set boundaries. There there isn't an everyday conversation via phone, via text or what have you, and you establish boundaries. No, you can't call me every day. No, you can't see me. No, we're not going to go out. And regardless of any of that, if you do find yourself in a situation and you don't, and, and it's not consensual, then it's stop. It's no, period. And it could be, it could be a woman and it could, a, a woman taking advantage of a man. It, it, it's unheard of 
in today's society. But, you know, a, man, a woman can't be touching on a man, his private areas, and saying, you know, even in the workplace, mm-hmm. it's yeah. called sexual mm-hmm. harassment. You can't be mm-hmm. calling, you know, your coworker baby and, and, and talking about, you know, a porno, whatever, or body parts. That's sexual harassment. You can't put your hands on the opposite sex in the workplace and let in and it's warning. Keep your hands to yourself. So it's so many things now that are in place to establish boundaries for incidents like this. Is a young lady in the club, should she have been in the club uh, with no underclothes on? Probably not. Should she have been in the club drinking? Probably not. Miss April, April, they be in the Walmart. They be in the Walmart bucket naked. I mean, they don't have no panties on up under pajama pants, and they be, I mean, titties on. Even when they come, you know, as as they, you know, and I want to interject. I wasn't saying that I didn't believe she wasn't right. There are, I think, in a day of social media, two things happen. I'm glad that people are, are are using their phones and cameras to record things. That's how we have been able to see that uh, our black brothers and sisters have been killed unjustly, uh, and, mm-hmm. and, this, and this was able to catch that incident. But I also know that people, um, social media has a way of, you know, when you're in the mood, you know how some people make the sex videos and they leak, they're doing it with their boyfriends and, and wants to come out on, you know, live. I think that's a lot of embarrassment, a lot of guilt. And then, that uh-huh, was, uh-huh. you know, you know, you, you can't take it back. You can't take it back. You can't take it back once it's out and there. So uh-huh. it's, it's, exactly. And so it's like a two-sided coin. You don't know. But like you said, if the video probably had not shown where he took her off to a dark spot, it probably would have been more questionable whether or not this was actually, you know, the, a, a case of, of a rape in a club or she just, you know, kind of spoke up and realized, hey, this was film, you know. So I, I'm thinking that probably, like you said, that was the piece probably the police needed to to make the arrest. But I just want to say, I was not saying I did not believe her. I just, we just oh, in a yeah. time where I think people do do stuff sometimes, you know, under influence. And then when you kind of spoke up and you kind of realize what happened, you know. I, yeah, I, I mean, think, and not yeah. only are the women out here half-dressed, I mean, look how many men are walking around with pants on, and they don't have on underclothes. You know, so it's 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 sometimes you know it's it's a it's a two way thing, and yeah. it's sad that you know it's more accepted, so to speak. You know, that women walk around, you know, half dressed, but you know, men are doing it too, and it, it, it's not a it's we're not excusing anybody. But like I said in the beginning of 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 the show, is that if we start educating you know, our men and our women, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, you know, and talk about it. I mean, I think, I mean, they have these sexual, uh, sex, what is it, sex classes at, at, uh, at school. Well, how about even in your sexual education classes, you also uh, put in there what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, language, okay, how to dress. Okay, we, 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 we're busy passing out condoms at school, but we're not telling them about abstinence. We're not telling them the advantage of, you know, being abstinent. I mean, it's not just not having babies. What what about the sexual diseases, you know, that, that are out here? You know, this young man, did he put on a condom in the club? Well, I didn't see that. No. You know, mm-hmm. so there's so many things that we as parents, grandparents, <clears throat> aunties, and uncles can do, you know, so that so this type of behavior as they become you know, as they go out in the clubs or wherever they're going out in the world, that they have something to go on. 
you know, again, a lot of a lot okay. of a lot okay. of okay. young you, men. You, you just okay. Let me interject because you just hit on you just hit on our next point in in, mm-hmm. in the book of Proverbs thirty thirty one and the eighth verse. It says it says speak up. It says open your mouth for the speechless and in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what we have to do. We have to speak out about it. But you all as women, okay, I want to ask y'all the question, when do y'all speak out? When y'all see that lady in the in the Walmart, let's just say in the Walmart or, or out and about, and, and she's dressed in such a way, I mean, is it even viable for you to even be able to approach her, or to, or if you see, let's just say somebody that you know that's going a little bit too far as being a young lady, uh, what, at what point do you pull over to the side or sit down to have that talk, or take her to dinner or whatever, to to have that kind of talk with her? Because the word of God says that we got to open our mouth and, and well, speak think- up for those that don't know no better. I'm gonna let y'all have it. Well, I think that, first of all, you have to use discernment. You can't walk up mm-hmm. to a complete stranger mm-hmm. and tell them they address in the public because you're bound to get cussed out, slapped, and some more stuff. So uh-huh. I think, you know, we have to use discernment. And it now it's it's a little different if you know the young lady. It's, it's easier yeah. for me to walk mm-hmm. up to, you know, one of my daughter's girlfriends and, and pull her to the side and go, girl, what you got on? Now you know better. And so it's like again, it, like I say, for me, it's easier for me to speak to somebody that I know because I know her temperament. You know, I know, I know, I know what boundaries that can be placed. You know, because I know her. Now, if I'm in Walmart and I see someone that I don't know, first of all, I'm not gonna look at her with no nasty eye. I'm not gonna make no comment and be judgmental. If I feel like she's appro- she's approachable, you know then I would have to really pray about it as I'm coming to her so that I know that the right word uh-huh. to say so that uh-huh. she's not offended, embarrassed, and that she doesn't feel defensive because the first thing she's going to do, I don't know you, and mind your daggone business. Mm-hmm. That's what's probably going to come out. So, again, we have to use discernment because everybody everybody is not going okay, to. April, okay, April, and you're I'm saying sorry. that now. Okay, you're saying that now. Uh, okay, Mrs. Taj, you can jump in at a time. But you're saying that now, but I remember in my grandmama them day, you did not come out. They don't care who you were. If they seen you out there and you were doing something, you ain't had no business. You were dressing yourself. Yeah. They pulled you. <laughs> okay. But it, it, it was more reverence for the, 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 the elderly. It was more uh-huh. reverence. Now, like, for instance, I was in the um, nail shop one time, and these two young ladies came in, and they was kind of, you know, sadly dressed, but... There was admiring something about me that I had on, so when I made a comment, and I thought that was my said way, you know, I'm very personable. And I just said, you know, y'all are some pretty girls. I said, but you don't have to really dress. And that was open. And, like, she, I definitely agree with April. In this day and time, you do have to use discernment. I think because they were uh, admiring something I had on, and, and I'm, I'm a very warm, gentle person. And I believe that you know um, people can pick it up pretty pretty often on me. I'm a I'm a meekly woman, but I would definitely use discernment uh, in this day and time as well. And and like you said, the tone of voice. You know, mm-hmm. we all can tell those people when they're looking at you about about crazy. You know, with that judgmental, trust look, 
Uh, yep. Matter of fact, it's funny, even me being a pastor, I'm not even one that like to wear the, I, I, I'm, I'm more of like the George Myers, you know, nice pair of jeans and a blazer. I, I don't believe in all the hype of you got a, that, that, that church look. I believe in demonstrating silently the love of Christ through your words and actions. That's going to draw the people, Reverend Dan. Like, and, 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 that we, it, and that's what it is. Even with my, my teenage, my, my daughter's now 20, whatever, 26 and 25 in March, and then my Antonio will be 18 in, in May. But again, it's all about, too, you got to think, most of, most of our young girls, their moms are dressing just like this. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, so, so it's hard when kids, it's hard to tell them what not to do if that's their lifestyle. That's what they see. So what you got to do is Well, they don't, have an, they don't exactly. have an example. They don't right. have they don't an have example. Right. And, and so, again, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's so how presentation. you say it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, back to your question, you know, everyone is not approachable. Everybody is not going to yeah. receive what we're saying. Mm-hmm. No matter how meek and nice we say it, first of all, they're going to be offended. So, I, well, well I want to interject with you right now because I, I I see you took because I said I was meekly, and and because what people might see you one way and people might see me, and I didn't say everyone would accept it, I, but people can tell what kind of person you are, and 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 maybe because they've seen me once often, they've heard my story in the city where I'm at. Now I might come to where you're at, they don't know nothing about me, they don't know, so it is because of where I'm at. And they were like, we've heard about you somewhere. We've either seen you, so they know. So for me, for where I'm living at, I'm born and raised in Atlanta. So for me, when I do, and I do have, so for me to have daughters at different ages and know how to approach young girls, and I, I did agree with you. I didn't say try to say nothing to the statement you made. I'm just saying because I am a meekly person mm-hmm. and because of the way I present myself to people. It's right. easier to come across, you know. So I'm not saying just because I'm meek, no. But it's just interesting that you tagged off what I said about myself to say, no matter if you're meek, I was just saying because of who I am. And people can kind of tell, that's why I agree with you as well, April, when I said people can kind of tell if you want those church people that's got that look on your face, like, <laughs> uh, you know, they, they can pick that up right away. But they can yeah, also tell. If you somebody, yeah, but, exactly. Care. So if you walk up to a lady, a young girl, and go, "Hey, sweetheart," you know, and then say, "Can can I talk to you?" And then say, "Don't take me the wrong way." But and then you can you can even go into you exactly. know, uh, you know, and say, "I'm just I'm just I'm just a I'm just someone that cares, and I have a daughter your age, mm-hmm. and blah blah blah." And then she can take it from there. Again, it's your approach, you know, and again. She may welcome it because that may be you may be the only person that even shown her any type of love to even help her understand that this is not appropriate. But again, every it, it, there's a time and place for everything, and so maybe just you speaking to her, maybe you just saying Very hello, funny. maybe you just saying hey beautiful, that will give her a, an awakening, and she looks at you as the motherly type, and then mm-hmm. you don't know God may put you in her presence mm-hmm. again. So the next time you see her, you can say, hey, I saw you at Walmart, um, blah, blah, blah. And then at that point, you may, be, you may be able to approach. So sometimes just loving on these young girls is, mm-hmm. is, is more than anything we can say about what they have on because some of these young ladies are looking for love in the wrong places, and that's why they're dressing this way to get attention. Okay, that's y'all, we're getting, down, we're getting down to our last uh 
uh, 10 minutes. So I wanted to jump into the other part of this thing about the 15-year-old girl dating the guy. I think he was like two or three years older than her. It wasn't that much. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I have to go back and look at that story. Uh, but 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 this girl was skipping school, cutting class, whatever, out there hanging out with this guy, and uh, they were having some difficulties in their dating and all this stuff, and, and she winds up getting killed. Okay, the the other story with the lady in the in the nightclub, you know, the people were videoing her and they were seeing what was going on. At you know, I want to ask you, okay, at at what point do you, I mean, you you jump in and help somebody? You jump in and say, hey, sister, you all right? Is I mean, what you know that when when do we say when do we when do we try to help somebody that's in a situation like that? I mean. I, I, let me turn it over to y'all. Well, honestly, Reverend Gant, I, I, I just believe if the people really, evidently the people around her, you know, doing while she was in the midst of the people, I just not believe people just sat there. I don't think they thought she was actually in distress. I'm not saying she wasn't. I'm just saying if you're around a group of people, and then we have today where you see people will film a fight, and, and uh-huh. they see somebody need help. So in our in our days, it's, it's like a joke now. You know, you see kids, you see five people jumping on one person. Everybody's screaming, laughing, and being recorded. Our generation is almost like don't have hope, don't have a heart now. You know, it's, it definitely moves them to say, hey, man, we got to do something. Every now and then you'll see a case where somebody on video records someone doing a nice, kind act. But to my understanding, what I'm thinking from what I saw the video, either they didn't care or they actually didn't think that she was in any problem. Not when he took her off. I'm not talking about that part, but I'm talking about actual on the dance floor when people are still around. Mm-hmm. Either they thought she was, a, you know, that was just, like your song said, that's how they do it now. That's what's going on. You know, because there's sex anywhere. So I don't know if that's how the younger people are doing it, or they just didn't care. And that's a, that's what we got to get to. Why are we have so many people that are young that can, that can see people getting like with the the, um, the young man who got stabbed up in New York by the fire. Uh-huh. You know, uh, why is it that we can see people being harmed and our hearts have turned cold? I mean, it could be ten people around and no one jumps in. I think that's that's more. You know, what what is in us now besides that? You know, here for our own personal lives. But when it's enough for you all to jump in and stop it. Why do our young kids will continue to record fights, continue to record someone getting brutally beaten and not say something? What is it going on with our children that they don't even have the heart? You know what I'm saying? What, what, what is it going on mm-hmm. with them now that their hearts are becoming cold? I had my girlfriend on the line, and she's been, she's been listening to us this morning. Uh-huh. I she had anything to say. Prince, are you still there? I am here. Hello, everybody. How are you, Reverend Grant? And hey, how you doing? Reverend on the line. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been listening to you guys. Um, 
Okay, read down to 90 yeah. seconds. Go ahead. Okay, well, let, let me make this, this, this really quick. I just wanted to say the videotaping and stuff like that, it just seems to be, I have a 27-year-old, but it just seems like there's, that's just something that the young people are finding to be mm-hmm. um, entertaining these days, something to talk about amongst each other. And I also wanted to make a comment as far as if, if, I, if I saw a young lady um, dressed in, in an inappropriate way, I do makeup. I also have a degree um, in nursing. I am an advocate for young girls. Uh, so how I would approach a young lady is I would um, approach her in a way of getting her in my chair to do her makeup, and that is a way that I would counsel her and talk to her. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I have found a lot of women. They, I am an unbiased person that they can talk to without feeling like they're being judged. Also, so that's a, that's a time okay. that I could... Okay. We're- we're down to our last 30 seconds, so I'm going to have to end the show. Okay, this is the whole oh, Truth, Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast. I, I thank you, ladies, for sharing with us. Now, we're going to have to do this next week and, and okay. continue this conversation okay. and, and yeah. so, that we can, so that we can get all perspectives of it. All, all right, this is the whole Truth, Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in today. Thank you. We'll be back next thank Saturday you. at noon. All right. With the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Thank you.